Welcome to the 30 to Life podcast, where we break stereotypes, build legacies, and help others along the way. It's your boy, Mookie. And your favorite color in the world, brown. Here's your regular neighborhood guy, Cooley. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the 30 to Life podcast, Redefining the Black Experience. We back for another amazing topic for you guys today for episode 30. We're going to talk about really a couple things. One, why is it so important to be in a strong family household? Two, like what is the state of the current black household? And, and what are the causes of today of why there is an issue within the black family? And what particularly, what are the reasons why this should be or is an attack on the black family? So we're going to do a deep dive in this and have a really conversational uh, discussion regarding this topic. It's really something that uh, is really important to each of us. And we're going to just explore it and see what we can get to, what we can discuss. So uh, before that, we got to check in with Brown and Cooley. What's going on with you guys? You know, um, I'm good. I went back to work. Family paternity leave is over. And, you know, I can't I can't lie. I miss my family when I'm at work. You know, there was a couple of times where I almost had to go to the bathroom and shed a tear because, you know, I just missed my I just missed being around my son. But, you know, I'm back in the swing of things. Um, You know, COVID-19, everybody just mask up. Everybody just mask up, stay safe. And hopefully this vaccine comes out and works and I make a lot of money in the stock market. I think it's always, always tough, um, you know, going back to work after having all that time off. Because uh, I know when I, when I went on paternity leave, I was like, well, why not think about work at all? And you really could just focus on your family. So, you know, I think it's, they should, they should give all of us like, you know, 12 weeks, you know, uh, to be with our family, to make sure we, you know, help our wives um, or our girlfriends. Um, during that time, right? Because it's it's tough, you know, being in the house by yourself with a with a newborn. So and there's that bonding time in general is so so important. I mean, just just to see the milestones, the the fact that you know I can look at him and he could recognize me and smile. Um, it's just you know I, I it's important. So definitely, I think this is a great uh, a mandatory governmental incentive for 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 most companies to have this for most states to have paternity leave. Um, but yeah, this, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. You know, you know, I was also thinking is like during the time away, like it's the most, like, at least, at least for me, you probably say the same thing. Brown's like the most you've been consecutively with your wife, right? Like nonstop, like with each other. And like, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Right. Like people be like that, how, how you around all the time like that. But like, it's good. Like you, you long for that, right. To be able to like not be away from your loved ones for all that time. So well, that's um, why you got to marry the right person. Cause if you marry the right person, you, you know, you know, you, it don't matter if you are around them all the time and you should want to be around them all the time. And for me, it's fun. We, we had a blast. We was, we was having fun. We was up watching movies, laughing, you know, it was honestly, it was like having my best friend back. It was, it was dope. Yeah, yeah, and it makes me makes me think of a, a, a recent story, right? Because I'm I'm still working from home. Both me and my wife are both working from home, and my our daughter's with us. And uh, you know, every night we we read to her, and then we put it in bed. But like, you know, probably every other day, like she'll wake up randomly and stuff. So I, I went in there one night, and like usually I just say to her two words: sleep, sleep. And she just lay down and go to sleep. 
But today, for some reason, I mean, for, for that day, for some reason, like she didn't want to go sleep. She kept on trying to hug me, jump out of the crib and everything. So I'm like, I'm tired. Like, you know, and I don't want to bring her back to our bed. So my stupid ass jumps in her crib, right? And the crib is probably... Wait, wait, wait. wait. I got to stop you there. So are you, telling, are you telling the listeners that you literally got inside of a toddler's crib? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm six one, and my daughter's probably, uh, you know, uh, a foot and a half, I mean, two feet, two feet and a half tall. And I got in there and I laid down on there and guess what she did? She laid right on top of me in the crib and she got right on top of the crib in like, like 30 minutes. And I'm like, yo, what the heck was I thinking? Like, I'm all uncomfortable. She knocked that on top of me. So now like the whole point was for her to go back to sleep. But now, now she's sleeping on top of me. So if I want to get out, I got to like knock over the crib, right? Because it, it wasn't easy getting in. And it sure as hell wasn't easy getting out. So then I'm jumping out. She wakes back up. I put her back to sleep. But then one thing about me, like I'm, I'm getting older now. So my body starts cracking. So anytime she hears a crack, my daughter wakes back up, right? So I'm like, yo, I take one step, crack ankle. I take another step, knee. Take another step, my back. I'm like, yo, what the hell is wrong with my body? I'm like, yo, I'm shutting down. Like, what's going on? And my daughter keep on waking up. So, yo, I literally have to walk like I'm like a mime or something like that. Like, I'm like trying not to bend any uh, cartilage, not trying to any joints or anything like that. I'm walking out like a robot and shit. But I'm like, yo, I got to I got to stretch. I got to hit the gym. So, you know, I'm starting the gym today. But yeah, I'm still trying to picture you inside of a crib. Like a pretzel, like like how do you, like how do you, like, Yo. like like where the hell was your arms and legs? <laughs> Half my body was like like my from my like thigh up was outside of the crib, so I'm laying like my back's on on the oh, bottom okay. of the bed okay. and okay. I'm laying okay. like that. So imagine trying to get up in that position, like it was like I, it was almost impossible. So I had to like knock the crib over. So well, no, no wonder your ankles got hurt. in that position. Stupid, That's stupid. You're a tough guy. You know, you're, this is the things you do for your children. The loves of your lives. So, so speaking of like, you know, what do we do for the, for, for people that we care about, you know, Cooley. Yes. You sir. had a birthday. So, so can you just tell everybody what your birthday was like? What's up? Happy birthday. Man, at the 30, it's a regular day. Turn 35 and people ask what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do absolutely nothing after, you know, working hard and, taking care of the family. I literally just wanted to do nothing. But one of the best things that did happen on my birthday, my kid telling me happy birthday, but he's so disrespectful. He looked at me straight in my face and say, dad, you don't look a day over 42 years old. I'm like, dude, I'm only 35. Cooley, when you say you're 35, like I just think about when I was little and I, and I used to come across someone who was in their thirties, right? When I'm like eight, I'm like, "Dad, you old, man, old, yeah." Right? Like I remember, I remember when uh, I was at a baby shower and some kid uh, I asked me how old I was. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm 34," and they looked at me like I said I had like some disease or something. They were like, "34, Dad, you old? How long you had that?" Like, yeah, like we're at that age. Like my daughter, like she, like she says, "Daddy, you're old now." Like, and like. I feel like how I felt when I told my parents they was old. When, so like I was like that, like like I really got it back. Like it's, it's it, it hurts. Lie. My kid thinks my kids think the nineties is old school. I'm like it is, but it just that old school just feels some type of way. Yeah, yeah, and it's just thinking about our. We all talk about our kids, but 
you know, makes me just, you know, want to transition to the topic and the nuclear family, uh, specifically the black nuclear family. So, you know, one, one of the things that we want, want to address, you know, in 30 to life is really like topics that um, really hit home to the black community topics that really define the experience and, and look for ways that we can redefine it and really change the narrative in terms of the black dynamics and really, um, you know, show light to things that we could do better, um, or improve on. So, you know, the first thing kind of want to talk about is, you know, the, the, the black nuclear family and like why, um, it's so important. The black nuclear family, you know, when I, when I think of it, I think of a mother, I think of a father, a black mother, a black father, and, you know, children. Even though technically it could just be the mother and, and well, the, the husband and the wife, but it's typically, you know, you have a mother, a father, and children, you know, so that, that's, that's the black nuclear family that we're referring to in this episode. So we just want to get that squared away before we get in trouble. So having said that, the nuclear household is defined as a household consisting entirely of a single family nucleus. So that means a married couple um, with or without children. All right. So this, let's just have that definition clear. Now let's attack guys. Yes, yes, yes. So the black nuclear family, I, I think it's for me, like when I think of the black nuclear family, like one of the, like, I guess media rep- representation that I think of is like the Cosby show, right. Where, you know, it's, it's a, you know, employed father, employed mother, um, kids, you know, in a home, stable home and, you know, just teaching them the everyday, you know, life lessons, right. And being there, supporting them, loving them, you know, just being there each and every day. Uh, I had recently watched, uh, the Cosby show, right. I didn't know that it was on actually on Amazon prime. Um, I thought they took everything off, but the first episode, um, uh, Bill Cosby taught, it taught, um, his son about like really like budgeting. Right. And cause he's, he was talking about like, he wanted to be like a janitor or something like that. And he's like, yeah, how are you going to live off that, uh, that job? Right. And not going to school. And, you know, he went through a budgeting thing. He was like, okay, you, you make, he gave him monopoly money. He's like, Hey, um, your rent your food, your, and, and, and his son had an answer for everything, but he was like, oh, you're going to be dating too. And he took all his money at the end. Right. And he's like, see, that's why you need like education. And that's why, like, it was just showing like the points of education, the points about like having a plan. It was just like those things you need in your household. So they make the right decision so that you don't have a lifetime of making bad decisions. So for me, it's like having that strong structure, having those values, having uh, someone for guidance, will help you make less uh, mistakes than more without having direction. And I think it's so important that you have a strong father and a strong mother that one that work together as a unit, but also make sure that they pass on these values, morals, and, and educating their children on the mistakes that they've made so that they don't repeat them. Right. Right. I, I absolutely agree with you. 100%. Um, it's funny you, you mentioned like TV shows, like every TV show or every black TV show that I can think of all had that, that nuclear family. It had the mother, like you think of Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, it had that. Uh, uh, yep. On film black and white. On film black and white. <laughs> uh, like every, all of them, the Cosby's, um, full, uh, full House. 
that's Urkel for all don't, you don't mention don't mention <laughs> Full House do black shows Brian. Well, family, the, no, family, shows. family Matters let's correct that I'm oh, sorry yes yes Family Matters not Urkel Family Matters sorry sorry yes sir the irony the irony Black Family Matters but anyway yeah so the Black Family Unit right I think this this topic is important because it's it for me you know, you know we, we talk about you know finances a lot on the show and we talk about you know building uh, wealth and, and breaking generational curses. But I think that it starts with the black nuclear family. Um, history has shown, not even history, just this, this, this pure stats. You know, 70% of black children are born to single mothers. The black nuclear family and the black poverty is, is, is entwined in some way, shape or form. Um, it's, it's, it's evident in our black wealth. Once you fix the black nuclear family or once you fix the black family and make black families matter, then that will directly affect the the wealth of the family. You have two incomes coming in. Well, you should have two good incomes coming in for the most part. Um, You have the you have the emotional support with your with your children. Um, you have the assistance with your children. Well, you should have the assistance with your children. Um, you know, running a household is to me like running a business. And, you know, you, you kind of need a partner in this. And you, I mean, we're not saying that you can't do it alone because some women do it alone and they do a very, very good job at it. However, the stats are showing that when you have both mother and the father or two parents, or you have that family household structure, the children do and excel and are more financially free. Yes. And to piggyback off that, one thing that I preach on this show a lot is about balance. Well, I strongly believe that a nuclear family has that balance. I believe all kids need that because you have different perspectives of seeing things from two different people. Yeah. And I think also like when we think about like a two parent household, um, it's just having like a presence. So even if, you know, one person's working, one person isn't, you know, one of the big things is that there's someone in the home at all times, um, which is important because when you look at like a single parent uh, household, sometimes the, the uh, a parent can't be everywhere. Right. And I just look at it like in my household, like if I go to work and, you know, my wife, you know, um, if I have to stay late at work, my wife can be home, take care of the kids. And it's just, but imagine that over like 18 years, right? If you're missing like that extra support, um, I think it, it, it could be harmful to, to a child. So I think it's just like the presence is so important to have that. And I think it's just an example of the values that you can have when you have two people in the household is important, right? To see, you know, a, a mother and, and a father who are together and love each other. I think those are, are good examples to have. Well, why is the system targeting the black male and and what's the story behind this because there are some people who are probably going to listen to the show and they're going to say you know like these guys what are these guys talking about like what is what is the purpose of this like why would somebody deliberately try to eliminate the black male from the nuclear family what would you say to them well to be honest i think it's i think it's all about control um we see where we are like in the current state when it comes to like politics, right? Where we vote in large voting blocks for the Democratic Party. And constantly within the black community, you know, we have men versus women, light skin versus dark skin. Um, you have the educated versus, you know, the inner city, right? Or or the wealthy, right? 
versus the poor, right? All in and within the black community, all these different ways that, you know, you being black versus you not black, black, you know, uh, West Indian versus uh, African versus black American. I mean, all these different things to like separate us and really, you know, uh, not help us realize our power. So I think the first part is like control allows us to be controlled and for us not to be unified. Yeah, I definitely agree. Control um, is, is the ultimate goal. I mean, you think about it, you, you have a group of people who, who don't have their fathers. Um, they're living in the same areas. They're eating the same things. They're getting the same schools or schooling. Um, and, and they're just experiencing the same, the same life. Um, to me, that means that you have a group of people who can be easily identified and targeted and therefore um, understood. And then once you understand them, you can control them. And I think that what we have is, is, is a, a, a way to easily control a large group of people and to create political parties uh, that target those people. And, and, and where we're in a state of, of we don't know if we're being in the matrix or not. Like it's, it's scary out here, people. <laughs> it's scary. But yeah, I definitely agree. Control is, 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 the, is the goal. When we look at like from a slavery standpoint, I mean, the families were often separated, right? If one slave was sold, um, you know, that separated mother from father or father from their children uh, or mother from their children all the time, right? Sl- during slavery time, right? And it, it was intentional um, at times to, you know, to not strengthen or, or cause more harm to the black family. I think that's just been passed on um, from generation to generation ever since. Knock up the head and the body will fall. So therefore, taking out the the, the father, at least the black families to be weak. That's a great point. But and that's not to say that black women aren't aren't strong enough to hold up the family because you guys do it all the time. It's been proven that you're strong as hell. However, I think this is a matter of having the assistance for you not having to to take on that all by yourself and to have that assistance would to me ultimately mean that you have more time for yourself and more time for your self-actualization, your self-awareness and your self-growth. Um, I mean, you, you could be a strong independent black woman all you want, but at the end of the day, so most black strong black women want to feel a man to, to help relieve some of their life issues. I just think that two people in a household can raise a child better than one person. Ooh, ooh, that's that's a strong statement. That's a strong statement because you got because you know you, there there are a lot of families or there are a lot of situations where only one person is really you 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 can have two people there, but only one person is really there putting in the work. So just be and I and I know Muka, you said you know you just say, yeah. just have just having a presence presence, but you can just have a presence and that presence be equal to nothing. You know, nothing like you could be there, but you cannot really be there. Like you could just be coming home and you know on TV or re or on your phone, but you cannot be involved in your child. Yeah, I think I think I think that's true, and I, I also believe nothing's absolute. So just because you know two people there doesn't mean that you know you're gonna have the best experience. But on average, um, you know, having two versus one, I mean, there's many benefits to it. Even if the person is you know not not the best, right? When you have two incomes, two hands, I mean, well, four hands, and um, you know, uh, just passing on like 
education of your family, right? I think you'll understand the dynamics of your your father or dynamics of your mother. I mean, just passing on that legacy, those those traditions. Um, but there, obviously, there's there's uh, two unions that, you know, cause more destruction than, than, um, benefit. But on average, it is, you know, you're less likely to, to be in poverty. You're less likely to, um, the children are less likely to go to jail. They're less likely to, to, to inherit poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree. Generally speaking, self-esteem absolutely. is higher. Um, yes. education levels are higher. I mean, across the board, they, they, they show that. And when you compare it, right. When you look at it, a uh, black family or his white family was Asian, Indian, um, et cetera. You know, our numbers are, are lagging behind so much. I mean, you referenced 70%. Um, I think it was a study in, in 2015 that showed there was like 77% of, you know, uh, single, single black mothers. And that, and when you compare it to the other races, like it, the numbers are, are much lower um, and they all have trended upward since the sixties, but there's drastic change be, uh, between um the rest of the races. And I think that's something that we have to solve. Um, cause that'll be one of the things that will help our people from the inside versus then looking to the government for assistance. Right. Right. So it's funny you mentioned self-esteem and, and I have to bring it to a conversation that, you know, my wife had, well, what we had, our families had with each other. Um, and you know, and you, and you kept mentioning that I was privileged for having grown up in a two family household and, at that time, you know, ha- hearing the word privileged for me wasn't easy because I felt as if I worked my ASS off. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I do I do understand now. And, and I think this is only a result of having my son because um, my daughter doesn't live with me full time. But having having a child that lives with me full time, I, I have a deeper understanding of the importance of. And even though the, the word does make me feel a little uncomfortable, because I still feel like I work very hard, but just to having, just having two parents, you know, to have that balance, to have that balance, you know, and because Cooley, you're right, balance is important. You know, I think, I think to having that male, male and female energy to balance each other out with their children is is beneficial to their growth. So, you know, I will say, I will agree with you now after having my son that I was privileged for having both, both father and mother. But I think this is important because we, I want to talk about self-esteem and you mentioned having self-esteem and having your father, uh, presence there did affect your self-esteem. Can we, can we just go into there? So, so one, uh, I'm glad that you see that you, uh, have a privilege and we can use a different word. We can use benefit, right? That's, that's, that's a part of, of the meaning. Um, <laughs> I like benefit better than privilege. <laughs> privilege just sounds or bad. An advantage, whatever one you want to use. But um, yeah, like I think having a, a strong black father is, is, it's very important, right? Like the having that confidence, um, especially in, in this world that would tell you that, being black is not the best or, you know, you should be white or all these different things that you come across um, or, you know, that you're criminal. I mean, all these different things that we see. Um, but it's important that you have a, a black father that tells you like, you're strong. You should be proud. Know who you are. Don't take anything for anyone. Uh, believe that, you know, you can do anything if you put your mind to it, like having that stuff instilled within you is, is so important. And me like growing up, like, um, I noticed when I was like seven or eight, 
like really early on, I was like, you know, I have my father in my life and I looked at some of my friends and they didn't necessarily have theirs. And I used to be like, dad, like I have a privilege, right? Early on, you know, any, anytime, uh, my dad or, or, or um, uh, we get angry or anything like that and stuff like that. Like, like I would look at it and be like, yo, like, that's, that's what you want, right? Like you want someone like in situations, right? Where they just like, you know, I'll, I'll die for you and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, the protector and that rock and knowing that, you know, they'll be there uh, for you. So, yeah. you know, that helped me like, know, like, yo, it, like when I was little, like, you know, fail, fail or succeed. Like, I know I got my, my dad has my back, you know, and like having like a mom that loves you and a dad who protects you like that, just, you always have that rock, right? Even if you, may not feel that you need it, right? Need them to like always take care of you as you get older. You know that they have been there, right? It's like a part of your subconscious and and that just helps you excel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even if you don't have the best relationship with your father, I would say you have a privilege or a benefit because you at least have a barometer. Like you have someone, you have a male figure in your life that you know that is, you know, that, that shares some of the same DNA you, that you do. And, you know, you have a barometer. So you can use that as a, as a hey, I want to be just like this person or something where it could be, hey, you know, I don't want to be like this person. I want to go this route. So either way, you know, you have a barometer. I mean, I think about my wife and, you know, she doesn't have a relationship with her father, but she at least knew of him to know what to look for you know, and, and, and look for qualities in a good man because she either said to herself, hey, I want someone just like him or hey, I want someone the opposite of him. So that barometer, you know, is still, you know, is, is still an advantage. I think when you're married and you, and you accept the role of being the man, I think you have a moral obligation of, of, of providing for your family. And um, I think one of the things that Larry Elder talks about is, is men having that moral obligation to their family. And that is what contributes to the, the, the benefits or the advantages of the, the nuclear family, because you have or you should have both parents and both parents should fulfill their moral obligations to the family ultimately leading to the better outcome of their children in society standards. You know, you mentioned that you have friends in a two family household. What do you feel like was advantageous to that? Yeah. So, so for me, like just things that I knew, like I knew like when I was born, like my father was there with my mother, right? Like I, I knew that, I knew that my father cut my umbilical cord, right? He messed up my belly button, but he, he tried his best now. I'm just playing. But um, no, like he, like I knew he was there from the, from the beginning, right. No matter what he was going through, uh, you know, uh, personally, um, like he was there. Like I, I could remember times like where I knew like my dad, like loved me. Right. I remember one time, like I was sick. I was like five. I was sick. I was throwing up and everything like that. I just remember my dad just, I'm in the bathroom and he just runs and he's like, Raheem, are you okay? Right. Like, or, or right. Like my dad, you know, he, he, you know, mad tough and everything, but it was just like, I, I saw him like break like that shell, you know, for yeah. this five-year-old and just like making sure I'm okay. And like, I remember like to this day, I remember him like breaking his voice, like the tone of his voice, like concerned and like, yeah, like yeah. wanted me. And I remember when, um, when Lion King had came and like uh, uh, Simba's father uh, had, had passed away and everything. 
And he was like, he, he was doing that to save his son, right? When he passed away. And I remember it was late at night. It, well, not that late, but I was like, I was probably like six or seven or something. And I said to my dad, I was like, dad, would you do that for me? And he's like, yeah, of course. Like I'll die for you. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, like, like those stuff, right? Like, like I don't remember them all the time, but like when things like happen or anything like that, like I could just dig into that, oh. those memories and stuff. And that's, important, right? From the self-esteem, the psyche, to believing in yourself, right? Knowing that, you know, even if you fail, like you can fail forward and keep on moving, right? And like right. what happens, happens and you just keep on moving on. So, you know, those are like just early things like I just think of that's been beneficial. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned safety and security. And I can honestly say that, you know, I always felt safe, because my dad, you know, my dad's a big guy, you know, he's a tough guy. So, you know, I always feel safe. And I always, I always knew that I would have a roof over my, my head. Like I never felt like I would go hungry or, or having, uh, you know, I might not have a place to sleep. And I feel like that helped a lot with my psychological growth because, you know, a lot of children are dealing with those same issues, just dealing with, you know, wondering where their next meal is coming from. They're wondering, you know, if, if, if they can, if their clothes are going to fit when they try them on. So no, I, I mean, I never had those issues and I, I just felt like that contributed to my, my security and thus contributed to my ability to grow. Like having like a, a strong mother who, who loves you as well with, you know, a, a strong father who protects you like that. I think it's, it's, it's a recipe for, um, like success, um, you know, having that combination of the two, knowing that someone loves you unconditionally, knowing someone that's, you know, going to be there for you through thick and thin. Um, so, you know, and, and black women, you know, have done that, right. When we look at, you know, just picking up the slack, right. Due to, you know, um, uh, war on drugs, mass incarceration, um, you know, the welfare state, all these things that kind of separate the black family. But, you know, one thing that's been constant is a black woman. But I just think like when a, a black woman is together with a black man, right, the, the possibilities are, are endless, right, for that, for that family, right? And you just look at it, right? Like you have a strong uh, black man, a strong black woman, they have children, um, they stay together, then their children have children and their children have children and they get married and, you know, hopefully everything works out. But then you have like this true family structure where, you know, you know, the, the composition of that family, you know, the stories they passed on, you know, the, the pros and cons of marriage, the pros and cons of like just living in America, the pros and cons of like just education and using it correctly. And, and, you pass that on and then like you could just have a family tree of all like, you know, each generation being better than the generation before. And you have something to look up to. Uh, Cause like for me, like I was just thinking about like, like families before and it's like, you know, they made it through so much more than what we had to go through. And me having some idea of that told by my mother, um, is important. Right. So it knows where I come from. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if the thing that makes it hard is like when the family is like broken, you know, it's hard to like know some of that information. And right. Um, right. so, so I think it's, it's important right, to know your history, know who you are because right. America tells you who you, who you aren't all the time. And right. you know, that's where you get the pride in it. 
Right. It's true. It's true. Like, like I, I understand that a lot of black families and I'm just, I'm just going to say black families cause I don't know what it's like being a white family, but I'm just gonna say a lot of black families, they tend to, they have these family secrets and they, and, and these secrets are withheld. Ultimately it leads to a person not knowing where they came from and who they are. And I, I know you think that you're doing good by shielding you know your children from these, these stories but you know I'm, I will speak from a child who was shielded from a lot and say you know I I wish you hadn't shielded me because I, I grew up thinking the world was one way when it was actually another way and then I had to relearn what it's like <laughs> like what the real world is like you know so I when I when I got on my own you know the world was a culture shock I was I was shocked people aren't nice out there like the way I thought people were, you know? So just, just be, be honest to some respect to your kids and to your family. Like they shouldn't really have too many secrets. And often, you know, we repeat history, right? If we don't know like the things that we've done in our past, like so often we'll repeat, you know, the future. And that's where we have, you know, you mentioned it, generational curses and generational trauma and things that's passed on. And I think, we need to know the truth so we can have healing, understand where we've been so we know not where to go and and choose our own destination, like change our family tree, change our family legacy to things that uh, may have been horrible in the past or just been, you know, really uh, hurt like and painful. So, yeah, and I think it's just call to action um, for, you know, black men. Right. Like to, you know, hold ourselves accountable, uh, you know, for, you know, the responsibilities that we have. Right. Like if we have a, a child. Right. That is our responsibility. I mean, you know, even like to I would say even to the 80s. Right. Like if you got someone, uh, a woman pregnant, you know, you, that was your responsibility. Right. To take care of that. Even even men who had outside babies. Right. They still made sure they gave um, money to that family, even though it was a secret. They still, you know owned and, and, and took accountability for their, their wrongs. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, today we need that more than ever um, because there's such a high percentage of uh, single black mothers in, the, in this country. And, you know, the fathers have to, to step it up, right? Even if you're not together with the person, right? I think just changing the narrative for that we're not there for our kids or having a low standard for us being for our children, where like us just being there is good. No, I think that it should be raised um, because we have such a, a large wealth gap. We have such a large income gap. We have, uh, you know, just statistics across the board are, are low. So we need to work on improving that. Right. And I think it starts on us, you know, bettering ourselves and, and taking care of our responsibilities. So that's more of mine. It's just call to action. And, and, you know, you if you have a friend or a family member or even if it's yourself listening to this, like, how can I be better than I was yesterday? What are my responsibilities? And uh, make sure you, you know, take it step by step and do what's much needed to you know, change your circumstance sur- surroundings in our community. Yep. I absolutely agree. And I, I do believe that women do share some responsibility as well. I mean, women have to be open to black men and be, be willing to work with them. I do think that we do have a, a group of women who unfortunately don't respect the necessity of the black men in the family. And, you know, I, I hope this episode does relay some information towards you. And ultimately you come across understanding that children do come out better with having 
a father or a male figure or just having that nuclear family. Um, it's, it's, it's statistically true. Um, so just, just keep that in mind, you know, you, you do share some responsibility, black women, um, you know, be open to us, you know, and be willing to work with us and, you know, you can't do it on your, well, you can do it on your own, but why would you want to? So when I think about the two parent dynamic, um, you, if you look at the, uh, the, a black one, single black mother, and let's say she has a, a daughter and a child and a, a son, um, I, I was watching the interview, uh, red table talk, uh, with, um, with uh, Jada and her, her daughter Willow. And she was saying that she was, uh, Jada was easier on, on her son, but much harder on her daughter. And it made me think in terms of like the dynamics between like a, a father and a mother. So a mother is, is uh, much easier on her son, but much harder on a daughter. And the father is much easier mm-hmm. on their daughter, but harder on their son. Generally speaking, Generally yes, speaking. Yeah, 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 generally yeah, speaking. Yes, yes. But me naturally, like I have a daughter. I know I have a, a softer, a softer side with, with my daughter than I've had a son at, at some points. So I don't know when, right? Because I, I haven't gone through that process. But I just feel like I'll, you'll, you'll, you're a little bit different, right? And this, like, like you said, Brown, it's not uh, absolute, but like on average or in, in a majority of times, that's how we feel, right? Well, coming from somebody who who does have a. Uh, a daughter and a son, I will honestly say that I do parent them different. Mm-hmm. I do. And I, I think it's because I have to, I have to, I have to, cause the world is different for a black woman versus, versus a black man, you know? And, and I think that the problem is that we or our parents didn't tell us this, you know, and I, I'm not sure if they knew to tell us this. So we, so let's just be for real. Like, and then that's no fault to them. They, I mean, they just didn't know, but, you have to parent them differently. You have to, and you have to parent your children based off their personalities. Now, my mother taught me that because, you know, my daughter will ha- has a different personality than my son, you know, and I know that already. My son's four months, but I can just tell, you know, so you have mm-hmm. to, you have to parent them different. Yeah. And I think it's just uh, even like it's a, a simple, simpler f- form of, of, of why I think that's true. It's just like, as a man, I know what a man goes through. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, raise my son differently. And that, and if I'm a mother, I'm going to raise my daughter mm-hmm. different because I know what a daughter, what is it feels like to be a, a, a woman. Right. So that's important, Absolutely. too. Right. When you have the, the representation in the household for both experience, it is Would important. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like that's if my rep- daughter representation, like, that's a great that's a key word. Like if, if, if I'm a single if I was a single father and I had a daughter, she had a period. I don't know anything about a period. So that's, you have a mother or if a if son or if a son is going through something in terms of like, I don't know, he's getting his first fight or something like, oh, he just got his first fight. Like the father going to have a different conversation than the mother, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just a natural thing. Or, 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 or <laughs> well, you got to figure out how to pee when he hard. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I gonna, that's, that's what I was just laughing. I was trying to figure out like, what, what is the thing? Like, oh Yo, man. That, take, that takes skill. <laughs> Trust me. Oh man, that's just funny. Start still learning how to do that to this day. <laughs> oh shit! Y'all your, your, your dad still chat at? <laughs> uh, I just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wish you no, know, because I ain't going front. I was like, the first time it happened to me, I was like, yo, what do I do? Like, <laughs> like what? I, like what I gotta do? So I just had to figure this shit out, but. You know, it would have been cool to come down and say, yo, dad, what has happened to me? What do I do? Like, you know, and I, mm-hmm. 
No, but no, you make a good point. So I remember when I was like four or whatever, and I'm like, dad, I'm trying to pee, nothing coming out, right? I wouldn't go to my mom for that. Like I I went to my dad. So yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Even like with the the unwritten rules of the urinals in the bathroom, you like you got you gotta tell your boy, look, you gotta skip the one. So that's true. Like when when we think about it, like from like the single mother household, like like and and if the father's not there, like a woman has to teach a, a, a guy that. And I think you know, that's where we see, like, it's just a different experience. Right. And that's why it's so important to have the the father figure presence there. But there's also, you know, doing research, like there's, there's a lot of single fathers, right. Who have to take care of kids on their own as, as well. Right. It's in the millions. I think it's over 3 million, you know, they, they are out there. They have to do. do well, with I was well. a single father. I had I me, mean, even though I had my daughter on weekends, I mean, I know what it was like. I mean, going to the mall with your daughter and then she got to pee and then you got to figure out, you know, because most, some malls don't have those, those family bathrooms. So, you know, I had to like figure it out. You know, I had to close the eyes and bring her into the guy's bathroom, you know, so little things like that. Like, you know, yeah. I, I know actually just read like. an article. On <laughs> I just read an article on that because men bathrooms are disgusting. And I've never really been in a female's bathroom. So it's like, how do you, like, when your situation, do you take it to the female bathroom? Or? Yeah, I, I, I gained uh, um, a real appreciation for the, for the places that have, like, family bathrooms that will allow certain things. Because, you know, I've been stuck in those situations where I've been out with my daughter and had to, you know, figure it out. You know, it's it, it, to me, you know, it sucks for me at the time. But, you know, it's funny. It's funny now that I'm looking at it. But time I was like, damn, you know, I wish I had a girl, you know, it's funny, yo, it's funny, life, life is interesting. Yeah, it is, it is, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, we, we talk about, like, I think one is important to have the dialogue, right, about this, right, and making sure that we discuss, like, why it's important in the, in, in the household, even if it's, even if the representation is not there, or, like, you don't have it, it's, it, we should all strive to have, like, a, uh, a foundation in terms of like a, a strong fi- family dynamic. Right. And for some people it's different. Some of like, for some people it's, you know, we're not together, but we working together towards our, our child. Right. So they see their father, they see the mother all the time, or it's, you know, uh, two, uh, two men, two women, um, biracial. I mean, it's all, all these different things that has a different experience, but by far two people in the household, um, you know, on average shows better marks across the board. So, but it's just important just to have a conversation and know that, you know, we need each other. I think men and women need each other um, as much as, you know, the, the media say that it, it's not important. Everyone can do it on their own and women can do it on their own and everything. I think we're a much better society where men and women work together and uh, really uh, work to achieve the same goal, uh, especially in the family household. Well, you know, I think this has been a, a great conversation, guys. Um, you know, uh, for me, like the uh, nuclear black family is so important, advocate for it. And I think, you know, uh, as a people, we can get so much far farther ahead if we, you know, just go back to our foundations and the family dynamic in our community and, and, and really, you know, the raise a village mentality and, and lift as we climb mentality is so important. Uh, so we should strive for that. Right. And we should help each other. We should share, exchange ideas. We should help and, and really, you know, uh, just lift the standard, um, break any of these stereotypes and help others along the way. It's your boy, Mookie. And your favorite color in the world. Brown. And it's your regular neighborhood guy. Cool. 
Thank you for listening to another episode, guys. Make sure you subscribe and hit that review button and give us a nice review if you like. Um, and otherwise, make sure you share it. Uh, don't be stingy. Give to the needy. People need to hear 30 to Life podcast. We out.